Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Yeah, and the Sinn Féin leader Mary Lou Macdonald was speaking at an event in Canberra, Australia yesterday and she actually made this direct appeal to the Irish diaspora living there to come back home. So to those young Irish people who want to come home, I say, I want you to have the chance to return to your place of origin. I also want you to enjoy your time and your experience in this incredible country for however long it may last. So work hard, enjoy the sun, enjoy the lifestyle, but come home and be part of the new Ireland that we must build. We need you. I'd like to chat to people today who did just that, left Australia, left uh, left um, other countries they travelled to, come back home in recent years. And what is your experience? What's the experience been like having come home to Ireland? Is it what you imagined? Do you wish you never left? Uh, what like what advice would you have for other people? Five three one zero six is the number. Paul is on the line in Tipperary. Well, Paul, where did you return from? Uh, hi, Andrew. Yeah, so I lived um, I was seven years in Melbourne and then four years in Adelaide, and I came came home in two thousand and fourteen. So I had uh, eleven years in eleven good years in Australia, and, and I came home, and I've been regretting it ever since. Are you serious, Paul? Hmm. Why? Uh, it's um. So I, I'm I'm a nurse. That's 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 what I do. So uh, nursing here in Ireland is just it's it's, it's hard work. You know, uh, in Australia, the biggest thing between Australia and Ireland is in Australia you were, you were treated as a valuable asset, and they did everything to support you. Like I had a back injury, and and while I was out there, and um, the, you know the hospital that I worked for, they had an injury manager, and she organised MRIs for me, um, uh, gym membership, physio, all that was taken care of. I didn't have to. I didn't have to do anything. I had something similar happen to me here in Ireland, and nothing. You know, um, toxic work environment, no support from from senior management. Poor pay, poor working conditions. Uh, the list goes on, you know. And um, uh, the the Irish, the the healthcare is poor here. You know, the the system that we have is, you know, is, is falling apart. And uh, you know, in the last eight years that I've been home, it's just been gotten gotten worse. And then COVID, and you know, you just wonder why? Why did I? Why did I bother? Why did um, you come home, Paul? Was it always your intention, you know, no, to, to come back at some stage? Or no, no, it wasn't. I, I, I came home on a holiday. It was the first holiday in home in in eleven years. And I kind of saw saw the country through rose tinted rose tinted glasses, really. And it was a a, a spur a, a spur of the moment decision. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's something. Uh, I I, sh- I should have thought a lot uh, a lot harder about um, because what I gave up and to what I what I came to was you know it's just chalk and cheese. Right. Um, I gave I gave up a lot. Um, the working conditions in in Australia much better. The support that you get, like I said, you know you're you're treated as an asset. Whereas here you're you know you're I don't want, 
I don't want to be rude, but you're, okay. you're not treated very you're not you're not treated yeah. very well here at all. And would you ever um, consider going back, Paul? Like, is it that? Uh, if I had the money, I'd go. So the, the one thing I did before I left was I became a naturalized citizen, so I can go back anytime I want. But it's just you know um, I'm living living here at the moment uh, from paycheck to paycheck, um, just trying to just trying to keep your head above water, you know. And um, the, the last three months, the way things have gone, it's it's gotten even harder. So um, you're uh, so I. I my car, I only use it for, for going to work now. Um, and you have to try and justify journeys and, you know, the amount of fuel that you're going to going to use, like um, the Bray Air show I was going to go to. But, you know, I just can't see myself going there because I can't justify the, the amount of diesel that it would, you know, use to, to get there. Um, and, and things like that, you know, and uh, it's just... No, no disposable income here anymore. Okay. And, um, it's just uh, when I was working in the HSE, we uh, where I where where I was working, we'd have some student nurses come in and and you know I was to, I was saying well what what are your plans what what do you want to do and they weren't sure and I just said just you know just leave just go because um your your prospects here are small. Your um, promotion, you know, things like promotion and that is is minute here. Okay, so you, um, it's it's actually very sad though, Paul, isn't it? That like that's well, you know, it it is, yeah, it is. But um, it's it's one of those it's one of those professions, you know, where I there's still I you know there's still a stigma about nursing, you know, there you know there's still that, an old fashioned view that it's you know, it's just um, getting people out of bed and washing them and things like uh, nursing in the twenty four in the twenty first century is is so diversified. You yeah, know, if you want to, I, I I worked in intensive care for twenty five years. Um, you know, and if you want to go in, you know, you can. There's courses for that. There's courses for neuroscience. There's courses for dialysis. There's course courses for everything in, in nursing now. So you do your your three years training, and then you've got to continuously. Uh, keep yourself up to date, and if you want to do things, then you, there's courses for everything. So um, it's not, you know, it, it's not making beds anymore. You know, okay. there's there's still that there's still that um, that perception uh, that yeah. perception, and uh, you get that from from governments here. They really okay. don't. They really don't. Um, uh, you know, the, no. Well, I do. Come out with, I, I do appreciate you, Paul, just sharing your, your experience uh, with us. I, I just want to bring in another caller too, Paul, if you don't mind. Shane is on the line as well. Shane, you returned, is it from New York a couple of years ago? Are you glad How's you did? Going, Andrew? Yeah. Um, uh, it has ups and downs, I suppose. I guess uh, it's not the end of the world. Probably just, it doesn't sound as bad as things were for Paul. But um, yeah, I returned in uh, the middle of 2019, but with the intentions of going back. I actually had won a green card in the in the lotto and uh, came home knowing that I was going to be home for a couple of months uh, to get the paperwork sorted and all that. But then COVID oh, came yeah. and uh, the embassy closed, which was to be a 90-day close, which I was fair enough, willing to accept. But uh, unfortunately, the embassy stayed closed for the full year. And... Uh, then if you don't claim the visa within the year, oh. gone. So have you so, lost the visa, Shane? 
Yeah, so I won the lotto without getting the money, <laughs> basically. And is there anything could be done about that? No, well, I'm told there isn't. I contacted many different solicitors, both in Ireland and the States. Um, it says once it's gone, it's gone. Once it passes that uh, that date, that the, they just start on the new batch. And even if you were selected in normal times uh, and you weren't called within that year for your interview, it's gone. Do you know what I mean? So I suppose uh, it depends on where what number you get um, get picked on. Do you know what I mean? So that's desperate, unfortunate, that, uh, Shane. Yeah, but um, outside of that, I suppose when I came home and I knew I was staying for a while, the first thing that I had the issue with was care insurance. And uh, like I had been driving since I was seventeen here on my own policy, which started off quite steep, but I was willing to pay it at the time and obviously gradually came down to a couple of hundred euro before I had left, which was in 2015. And I came home then in 2019 as a 32-year-old and they wanted to charge me three and a half thousand for insurance. Because you hadn't been driving here during that period? Because I hadn't been driving here. Even though I had no claims here, I had no claims in the States. I could have got them letters from my employers over there. Didn't matter. <laughs> so I ended up being a no claims driver, or sorry, a name driver on my father's policy at uh, that age, after being having my own policy when I was 17. Um, I suppose, yeah, but like, look, it's not all, I'm heavily involved in sport. So, um, you know, it's not all bad yeah. here in terms, you know, family, friends, all that. I know. Well, that's absolutely. that's what I imagine the plus has to be, isn't it? It's Yeah, absolutely. But uh, the other side of it is just trying to live it. Like I, I said earlier this morning, I suppose, when I had messaged mm. in, it was uh, like the harder you work, I feel, in the States, the more you get rewarded. And it's as simple as that. And you're out there and you're in a position like they will, they'll basically it's about like, why do you go to work? You go to work to make money. Here, the harder you work, the more they take off you. You know, that's what I feel. Okay. Um, it's just like tax, tax, tax. <laughs> so, like, I, I'm, I'm involved in management and construction, and uh, I, the company I work for, we can't get people to work for us. Like, people don't want to work. I don't know, is it the social welfare is too high, in my opinion? Right. Um, then, uh, you know, because there's no incentive then for that extra would say a hundred or two, you know, they'd rather have the free time. Then you're the lads that do work, and this is across the board in multiple companies, the lads that do work, they don't want to do overtime because it gets taken on them in tax anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's it's really interesting to hear your you know your experience of it because I just when I heard Mary Lou Macdonald you know addressing diaspora in Australia yesterday and talking about the need to come back home and be a part of the new Ireland that we've got to build and you know when I just I was interested in what pe- what is people's experience of actually coming back home and, and and what's it like and there's more emails coming in there's Jessica's got in touch back from Canada I'll come to that shortly uh, texting people talking about the difficulties settling back in making friends things change with family it's not it's not exactly what I thought this is another listener we will come back to this a little bit later in the show if you've come back home like Paul and like Shane to Ireland What's been your experience? 53106. But listen, Shane, Paul, thanks a million for getting in touch with us uh, on the programme today. Still to come, though, we are going to be talking about, actually, well, speaking about moving back to Ireland and working, and, and, and Shane mentioned it there, the difficulties attracting staff via the work permit system. 
if you've had any issues with that do get in touch with us Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan brought to you by Avant Money weekdays at midday on News Talk